Hello, Jane. Hey, Issa. <laughs> Hello, Jen. Hey, Isa. This is Under the Bleachers. We are two adults who watch and discuss movies for teens. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This week, Paper Towns, our first John Green movie. Full John Green movie. Yes. He had something to do with Let It Snow as well, but... Oh, yes, yes, yes. Our first John Green novelization and then movie. I... we also also another New Year's tidbit is that uh, Bieber Bieber released a new song and video. Correct. I was Jane? interested that Isa Isa messaged me this and said this is teen news. Is it teen news? <laughs> because he's not a teen, but I do associate well, him as a teen. Yeah, a lot of Zoomers in my life, like Instagram friends who are like the little sisters of friends, are like really into him, and it's it's been really interesting seeing them continue to be into him Hmm. as he goes from like cute clean looking boy to like disgusting man one million (laughs) tattoos yeah and they like still post the same fan content about him as they themselves grew up so that's been like very it's just been something i've watched from afar also we we did see a music video by him once where he was like an oil worker who lost his job and then he and his wife became hitchhikers and then they were picked up by a person returning from Afghanistan. <laughs> Played by Wilmer Valderrama. Yes, Perfectly it was cast. It was great. It was a great video. Uh, Jane, you, did you like this one? You, I thought you it was fine. It, right? um, I don't really get the obsession with boxing. I feel like it's yeah. it was sort of like an oldies retro video. But Zoe Dutch was in it. The star of Five She looks Feet very Apart. pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> I have a prediction for her, which is in the next 10 years, she's going to play a politician or a politician's wife and she's gonna get an emmy or oh shit um, golden globes nomination i don't think we've made predictions on this show before so that's well, we've got a long time to wait for that one to come true but this just so the video if you haven't seen justin bieber's new video it's just like a boxing video and him boxing someone and it just reminded me that logan paul and floyd mayweather are gonna fight and i'm I actually, I'm, I'm not a boxing fan, but I'm really excited to see Floyd beat the shit out of Logan Paul. <laughs> like, I hate that guy so much. Um, and it's on my husband's birthday, so it'll be a cool, you know, something to, keep us, something to keep us busy in the winter. Um, this is also one of our guest episodes, which we are really excited about. Yay. Uh, we yay! have on Ron Hill, a co-editor of Uh, which just won the Streamy Award for Unscripted Series. Hello. Yay. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good. Excited We're so here. glad to have you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ron chose Paper Towns from a multiple choice question. For three movies, to be fair, though. So okay. please don't blame him for this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do either of you, does either of you have any personal connection to this movie? I had never watched it, and then I have my own John Green baggage, but like, interested to hear. <laughs> I have none. I, I think it's maybe the only one that I sort of vaguely recognized as a title I'd seen before. Mm. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I, I, I like Cara Delevingne. Uh, oh. And Cara Delevingne, I, this is like a throwback to her having a moment. Yeah, and I didn't follow her. I think the first Cara Delevingne movie I saw was uh, Valerian and the Thousand Planets. I might have been like the only person that saw that in theaters. 
uh, and I was like, <laughs> wow. And, uh, but I did not. I had no idea this movie existed. Uh, I, I first I first saw her in Suicide Squad, which is mm. a very different movie. Oh yeah, I actually forgot she was in that. <laughs> there is a Same. chance that I have seen this movie before, but I do not remember any of it. And the reason why I think I saw it, and this is embarrassing, is I read some dumb article that was like. Ansel Elgort has a tiny, tiny uh, cameo in Paper Towns. Oh. And I'm pretty sure I went to watch Paper Towns just to see that. So <laughs> that's rough. Um, the thing I remember most is the the book cover. They changed the book cover so it's the movie cover with Cara mm-hmm. Delevingne's face and this, this actor. And this actor never took off after this. But something, I mean, am I wrong? Did, did he, was he in other stuff? But then like all the other characters did, like they're all in stuff now. Except Cara Delevingne. <laughs> okay. Ron, you seem to have something to say about this actor. I'm very <laughs> curious. Uh, I, I didn't want to be mean. Uh, <laughs> he's just like, he's very uh, just generic white male protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think like he was trying to be like a um, Michael Sarah-ish. Yeah, a little just awkward, uh, like cute awkward, but it only works for some people. Uh, he is in the Stand series. It just came out on CBS All Access. Oh, okay. Um, so he's working. Yeah, but on CBS All Access. <laughs> <laughs> he actually went on to be in A Fault in Our Stars, but in that movie, oh. he is blind and wears sunglasses. So I didn't recognize. I didn't realize. I didn't realize that until I read the Wikipedia. Wait, Wikipedia. The Fault in Our Stars has a blind character. Okay, okay. Wait, this is a good time to like go back and say that to Ron that. Jane and I um, have discussed John Green before and have, well, I, so I was on Tumblr during the whole rise of like everybody first loving and then turning around and shitting on John Green. And I was, I guess, like the kind of person at that time in my life where I was like, oh, I'm too good for John Green. Like, I'm too, I'm too woke slash too, I don't know, female for John Green. I don't know. He was very... Um, I did look back at this because I was like, what actually happened besides me being annoyed at him? And what I would diagnose it as is just like anyone who is that famous and like interacts directly with teens online is going to get canceled at some point. Yeah. Yeah. It's only a matter of time. I haven't I don't think I've seen any other John. I haven't seen Fault in Our Stars. I've somehow avoided that one. Mm. Uh I I remember everyone dunking on Fault in Our Stars and I kind of joined them. Whereas Jane in that time like loved Fault in Our Stars, so that's why we're fighting now. Um, but I, <laughs> I think that he had a couple of big missteps in his online presence, and one was when Fault in Our Stars came out. John Green posted, "When was the last time the girl kissed the boy in a teen romance ever?" I seriously think it may not ever have happened, and everyone got mad at him. Uh, you know, so he's just a little stupid. Is ultimately he's just what we're he's saying. just cringe. He's just cringe, and also like I'm kind of cringe online, and maybe I just <laughs> recognize that weakness in myself. It's like and two that's ends like of why the, two of the same uh, battery ends. You're like pushing them yeah. together, and you're like repelling away from him and his content. The other, <laughs> the other thing that happened to him that I actually didn't know about was the cock post. Had any of you heard of this? Excuse okay, me. Okay, so <laughs> that doesn't sound good. So when teens were bullying him, I didn't know this either. When when teens were bullying him and like dunking on him, um, there was a period of time where on Tumblr you could retweet someone's 
or reblog someone's post and change what they wrote. It's kind of like if you forwarded an email to someone and in the body of the text you change the email. But somebody, (laughs) someone changed his post and said, like, as I neared 200,000 followers, I just wanted to say cock is one of my favorite tastes. And he got, (laughs) instead of just kind of, like, ignoring it, he, like, got really mad and was going to, and threatened to, like, sue them for, like, libel. And, like, that's another reason, like, everyone just dunked on him. I wonder how he feels about memes, which is essentially what that was. (laughs) You just got to not respond, you know? Yeah, don't engage, I mean, man. the post goes on, too, so, like, it's very it's very detailed, so, you know. <laughs> I didn't know that happened. Anyway, so this film comes out a year after Fault in Our Stars. It's the same team that adapted that movie, and that movie made a ton of money. This book was actually written earlier than Fault in Our Stars. It was written in 2008, and he also had an online apology because he used the R word in it. Um, and then he, like, wrote a long <laughs> post about using that word. <laughs> Okay, he just n- he just I, writes too much. I don't want to defend him. I'm not at all. But I've been watching a lot of Gilmore Girls and, in fact, finished the series. And they use the R word, like, <gasps> ten times. And I'm Rory not defending it. it. There should be someone who comes in and says, don't do that. But Does Rory pe- do it? People were using it. Yeah, like the main <laughs> characters. Sweet little Rory. I'm not, like, mad about it when you see it in a relic of the past. You just look at it and you're like, wow, what a different time. Yeah, exactly. But also, I don't think you have to respond to it in yeah, 2015 true. or whatever. I think it's just he's too online. And, I mean, that's, yeah. that's going to be the end of all of us. Uh, I <laughs> The other thing that dates this movie is the music in it, which I like. <laughs> I, I was Ooh, really I fond of. I can't. We'll get there because you, okay, you okay, tell okay. me whenever a song comes up as we're going. Through the plot. <laughs> okay, okay. Do you should we should we jump in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, okay. I'm gonna. I said Logan Lerman wannabe Quentin <laughs> is in love with Margot, who has lived across the street from him since they were kids. They were childhood friends, but started to grow apart after finding a dead body, which is never brought up again. Now, in their senior <laughs> year, Margot is popular and adventurous, while Quentin is straight laced with plans to become a doctor. He likes to hang out with his nerd besties Ben and Radar in the band room. It's f- it's weird that they call him Q in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing some Trumpers like looking for clues in this teen yeah. novel. The first time they said it, they're like, "Hey, Q." I, I like legitimately like looked up. <laughs> um, the names are not. The names are very indie. Yeah. Um, is Radar ever explained, or do we just? Because, no. Does he wear glasses? Is that? Is that it? It's because he's cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Margot Roth Spiegelman to me is like a nerd boy's dream girlfriend name, which is something that like, you know, the the manic pixie dream girl or whatever. John Green has come under fire for that. Um, but her personality in the start is that she's like hot and she's also epic, right? Like that's <laughs> she's way too cool. They definitely unironically use the word epic in it, and I I laughed. It it was it was cute. It was endearing. <laughs> I got some super bad vibes. Sort of attempted super bad. I don't think they pull it off. But one of his friends, Ben, is like hitting on his mom. And it just felt like they were going for that energy. Yes. Yeah, so everyone else in this, I actually enjoy. So Radar, who is his POC friend, um, Justice Smith, who is the actor from The Get Down. And also, I think he was in one of the new Jurassic World movies. And Detective uh, Pikachu. I- <gasps> oh, yes, you're right. Detective Pikachu. I actually really like him. I think he's very talented. Um, and then Austin Abrams, who's Ben, is in Euphoria and um, 
wait another movie that we watched for this was it tall no he wasn't in tall girl he was he was in euphoria that's all i can say he looks very different in euphoria oh he was in dash and lily that's what i'm thinking of Mm. too much teen content (laughs) and his personality is at the start is that he wants to fuck the main character's mom she is hot she's extremely beautiful she's so young looking too i don't know and then radar's radar's girlfriend is in chilling adventures of sabrina Oh, good call. Yeah. Okay. So all these people are now working, which is good for them, I guess. Um, we 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 meet Margot. My question to you all was: Did you have any neighbors who made an impact in your life, and were they hot? Did you have any hot neighbors? <laughs> <laughs> this brought back memories for me that I had not thought about in like probably a decade. I did I grew up in small town New Hampshire, so there weren't that many people around. Where in New Hampshire? Uh, Springfield, New Hampshire. It's a town of like okay. a thousand people. And uh, so there, there literally just like weren't many houses near us, but there was one house across the street and like one summer, a girl <laughs> and her family moved in and she was cute. I had the biggest crush on, crush on her. She had a tree house. It was like a classic <gasps> uh, childhood wow. situation. And then eventually How she moved away and broke my heart. <laughs> uh, like third or fourth grade. Oh, oh, yeah. you were him in like the child. um flashbacks did you find yeah. a dead body together yes <laughs> twice oh. wow uh yeah that isn't that isn't like taken up at all <laughs> i kept waiting for that to come back because they treat it so seriously like because they're setting it up as like a fun childhood romp and then they're like bam dead body yeah and it just she's felt supposed like a to tone be, change i guess she's supposed to be traumatized by it but that's that's not clarified. I maybe also... it's maybe it's better in the book, but it's supposed to be kind of part of like how I I was stretching to make this happen, but I was like maybe it's kind of how like everyone in the town pretends everything is okay, but like this guy maybe committed suicide or oh, something. Yeah. Or, that's good. Yeah. But True, like that that's just me helping him out. Like I don't well, think that the movie right, did that. They live in sort of suburban Florida where all the bu- like what the, what are they called? The buildings oh, they live in? Nothing spoke Florida to me in this and mm. maybe i just don't know a lot about orlando but yeah i don't know anything about it but it, it also was wasn't very hot. it was suburban and like <laughs> generic and um that kind of vibe uh another thing that i thought was that it seemed like they were having fun and yeah. later in the movie the friends are like high school sucks but i was like they look like they're having a great time in the band room <laughs> i want to hang out i with thought them. i thought their banter was fun um Jane, any hot neighbors? Oh, hot neighbors. <laughs> um, so neighbors were important to me. My, I had a best friend that lived across the street uh, that was my best friend from, like, birth until, you know, 10 years old. And there was, like, a bunch of boys that lived up the streets and, street, and we would, like, run around. Um, There's definitely many crushes, I would say, but all as a child and all petered out once I grew up and, you know. I definitely had the same, like, someone hot moves in, which I think is more impactful than, like, all your friends that you run around with. Because I had a couple friends that lived next door to me that we ran around a lot. And, you know, when we were really little, we, like, had crushes on each other. But then this hot guy moved in across from me who, like, now looking back, like, he definitely, like, looked kind of anemic and was kind of like a emo or, like, vampiric-looking type of teen. (laughs) But he had a skateboard and he had a drum set in his house. Um, and that was, that was it. I was, you know, I had a crush on him for like a year, maybe. We That's played like outdoor hide and seek once and it was really exciting. <gasps> yeah. Oh my gosh. I, like I would get, we would do, um, manhunt and I would, I was, I would get, you don't know what manhunt is? 
No. We don't know. <laughs> okay. It's Did you make this up? No. No, this is this is an American classic. Uh, it's essentially hide and seek, but there are two teams and there's like a home base. And so okay. everyone goes goes and hides on one team and then the other team has to go and manhunt them down. Um, and if you played after dark, you guess yeah, a little spooky because you were like under a kid's porch or whatever. Yeah. Just sitting there. I like I hid under a car once. That oh, wow. That is like a fun like neighbor time but anyway they i think in the start of this movie they're they're friends and then they grow apart because he doesn't care about the dead body right (laughs) they don't have that in common well it does set off her like wanting to solve a mystery that's the first time we see her like engaged we can go on this adventure we can track down these clues and he's like i'm out yeah that's like the start of when they split apart and then she starts wearing Converse, and he's like, I want to be a doctor. I guess we can't be friends. <laughs> <laughs> she's just sort of, like, different slash hot slash... She's epic. <sighs> yeah. It's like, she's, they say she's epic at one point. So one thing I, I identified early on as something I've always disliked about John Green movies is that there's just, like, shit that would, like, appear under a Tumblr gif. Like, maybe she loved mysteries so much she became one. Ugh, I was like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, they um, yeah. seem self-aware about that aspect of it. Yeah, so I and and I have I I wrapped this all up. I wrapped up my baggage in a bow at the end, but I but I identified it very early on. Yeah, so we, we can it's, we can move on. This movie is not this. subtle about what it no, wants to do or wants no. to be. Let's move on yeah. to some more action. Okay, after Margot learns She's that her boyfriend now. Chase. Jace? Jace. Jace. Short Jace. for Jason. Cheated on her with a friend. She shows up at Q's house. They make a BJ's <laughs> run to get supplies and then pull crazy pranks on her friends, like taking a naked picture of Jace, throwing a fish in her ex-friend's closet, and nearing off someone's eyebrow. They end their night at the SunTrust Center, where Margot makes a speech about Orlando being a paper town. Quentin feels the thrill of being bad, made clear by the Vampire Weekend song. I did remember a song. Yeah. And Margo pretentiously tells him he needs to get out of his comfort zone. What if the movie was that you had someone move in and they were like a QAnon family across the street? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, come with me to look for clues showing that like Hillary Clinton is a pedophile. <laughs> that would be a funny 2020 movie. Funny. Should, yeah, we should we should do that, Jay. <laughs> no. Um, this is also when we we find that Quentin has this like sequence in his life of like I'm going to Duke. Is he accepted at Duke? I don't know. I'm going to Duke. I'm going to become an oncologist, and I will get married and have kids by 30. Uh, which, wow. He's in for a shock. It, it's an intense conversation <laughs> for an 18-year-old in a cleaning aisle at BJ's. Like, Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and also, they've not talked in, like, a really long time. But yeah. I guess that's something about her that you just want to connect. Yeah, she's, she's like, her. charming and, and like... Uh, just easy to easy to get along with and also she has that like oh she's talking to me vibe like he's super excited that he's getting attention from her i okay here's what saved the movie for me and i wrote it down in this part which is the acting isn't bad yes so i wrote that the opening sequence like worked for me and that i was like that seems fun um and like the script is just bad but Although, I don't know if this is on purpose. Like, a lot of what she says to him make it apparent that, like, she knows that she has power over him and, like, he's been in love with her this entire time. 
Yeah, she's manipulative. Yeah, I don't she think, seems sorry, like her accent isn't. Do, she's not American, right? Or she's oh, not from the United where States. Where is she from? I actually don't know much about her, Kara. I, I like skimmed her <laughs> Wikipedia page. I want to say she was born abroad, like in London, and then eventually moved to the U.S. She's like a she's like a hot uh, expat. Okay, she she grew up in London. Um, <laughs> Does she, she have an accent? Is the question? Yeah, okay. she has a weird accent. <laughs> She pulled it off. Here's my problem, um, is that she, we're never, okay, I was writing, like, why is she like this? Like, what's her trauma? Why is she so angsty? There's never a reason provided for us why she behaves this way, right? She kind of has this, uh, she comes close to being, like, people just, like, don't care about me. Um, but everyone but she cares has, about yeah, her. Yeah, I guess not the real her, which I think a lot of teen girls reading this see you can be a loser reading this book and be like i'm like quentin and then you can be like a popular girl or marginally like a girl with friends reading this book and maybe you're like having drama with your friends and you can be like i'm like Margot, no or lacy or lacy yeah we can talk about her um she's like oh i've lived here 11 years i've never come across anyone who cares about anything that matters like i kind of hate that but like i would have liked that as a teen Maybe, yeah. I I liked um that they had to go into a corporate building to see up high through the glass. Like, that was, like, suburbia for me. Like, um, a lot of the only, like, high-up buildings were just, like, banks and shit. Because, like, I just lived in, like, an uninteresting suburban place. I'm such but. a sucker for movies that are set in, like, niche-specific places. I know you said this doesn't feel like Florida for you, but for me, when I'm, like seeing all these shots of a of suburb that I don't know. I love it. And like in Lady Bird, you know how Lady Bird's all about oh, Sacramento? Yeah, yeah. Like I yeah. just I just I like love that. it. It's or, or even when even when people say a, a name of a town in a song. That's why I like Sufjan Stevens. Just like I'm so, like, oh wow, I've yes, been to yes. Illinois. I don't know. So <laughs> So this was filmed in North Carolina. Because and it says in the wiki it's because of tax purposes, yeah. which I think. Um, I was like, why did they say that? Uh, but they, they also wanted to film. I think there was something about like they were trying to film like in certain places, and then it got too cold, which is maybe why mm. the movie didn't look like hot enough for me. I was oh. like, Florida's like hot. Like I think of um, moonlight and like everyone's like sticky with sweat. True, they are um, never damp. They're not damp uh yeah i guess i was gonna ask did you yourself like have some sort of grandmaster plan as a teen um let me like think some, about that one. where are you gonna be in 10 years oh i thought you meant like a scheme where i was oh no or that friends. or that sorry i meant like when he's like i'm gonna get married and have kids by 30 is that like the kind of teen either of you were i wasn't but i I think Issa and I have this in common, which is I was such a, such an overachiever in school, but I had no thoughts beyond high school. I was so focused on grades and, and whatever, you know, just getting, getting done with school that I had no thoughts at all. And that is why I'm where I am now, probably. Podcasting. (laughs) (laughs) Ron. I sort of, I knew what I wanted to do career-wise, like generally... But I was the same way, kind of like just very focused on school. And um, you were like, I'm going I'm going to work on an award winning YouTube show. <laughs> yeah. With drag queens. With like gross yeah. humor. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm exactly where I thought I'd be. It's like, yeah. 
um yeah I think I didn't I would never say like I want to have children by 30 as a teen but I did go to when I went to college I did meet a couple girls in freshman year that could like say sort of not self-consciously like oh I want to like have I want to be married by 25 and I was like whoa I just like met people like that and gave themselves a deadline the way he was talking about it it seems like something that would be more likely to be imprinted on you by your parents than like something you came up with but we didn't see in any of that really we don't meet anyone from his family and then we meet Margot's parents and you can tell they're like rich assholes because the mom has like the tied sweater on the shoulders that's how you (laughs) know that like she's a republican and you're not supposed to like her that's how these movies do it but we still, but yeah. do, we, I would say we don't learn enough about her parents. Yeah, which is, we can we can move on to yeah. when she goes missing. That's so that when we, yeah, we're gonna meet. This them. is the main conceit of the film, I guess. Okay, so the next day, Margot is missing. She's run away in the past, and her parents don't give a single shit. Quentin believes <laughs> she has left hints for him, so he bribes Margot's sister to get into her room. Among Margot's cool girl stuff, like records, tools, and books of Walt Whitman poetry, <laughs> Quentin finds clues which lead them to an abandoned building in, quote, the Detroitiest part of Orlando. <laughs> oh. On the wall, there is a spray-painted quote about paper towns. At least they made Justice Smith say it and not... I guess. That feels almost worse. (laughs) I mean, a a dumb high schooler would say that, though. Yeah. But maybe not. Maybe Justice Smith wouldn't. This is super specific. I'm embarrassed to say this, but okay. When his mom wakes him up, did did, did anyone notice anything? No. I thought he was masturbating. Just in that shot. Because he was, like, shaking, and she was talking to him, and sorry. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, there's not a lot of masturbation content in teen movies at that time, like slightly after 2010s, but there is now, which is kind of interesting. There should be more. Um, uh, yeah. I'm glad you noted her vinyl collection because it is like insane how many records she has is like a, an 18 year old in 2015 like yeah and it's yes. like where okay where is she getting where does she buy them the money yeah and if she's feeling like that uh not included in her family at least they give her a lot of money yeah i would also argue that like if she has like a ton of friends she's running around with all the time she maybe doesn't even have the time to like go purchase these vinyls unless she buys like 10 at a time <laughs> like there was so and many her friends don't seem like the vinyl listening type either i don't know it's like the production design of that room was it just sort of seemed like a different person like someone mm. more kind of like quiet and like harriet the spyish than true like yeah. all those tools on her wall like what was she doing with those pliers like with her was, with yeah her why did she friends? have a tool board on her wall we don't even have that. like i don't even have that and like we've had to fix stuff in our house um it is interesting that you establish from the start that like quentin sees this girl as special and then like John Green is like, yeah, and everyone else saw it too, so like she was the most popular girl. But I think it's just because she was epic, and maybe she had like this inner life that like was separate from the epicness. That word um, hurts me a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it definitely <laughs> it hurts, and like I'm leaning hard into it because like that's the only way I could conceive of like everyone else liking her if she's into this stuff. Um, Austin Abrams also like his friends don't seem that impressed by her, which is interesting. Oh. Yeah, it's almost like they're like, oh, you're in love with her, and, like, yeah. she's just a popular girl. 
and that's it. Yeah, they do sometimes talk about her though, as at least with um, Lacey, as like the Margot. You know, they like put True. the in front of it. It's like the singular thing. Like no one can replace her. Was there like um, any epic person like that at your yeah, school? Isa, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I can think of people who did sort of infamous things or sort of like daring thing i didn't i don't want to say it again Jane might like freak out but so the the main example i can think of is that this girl i used to know who's actually like a good friend of a friend um she brought condoms into the classroom i was i went to an all-girls catholic school so this was like a huge deal she was like bringing condoms into the classroom and blowing them into balloons and showing them to people and like a lot of us had never seen a condom before this was like pre-high school even so she was just like waving them around and then a teacher was about to come in and start the class and she wasn't supposed to be in that room so she grabbed all the balloons and went out the fire escape and this was like the only room that had sort of like access to a certain fire escape out the window that she could then jump safely down so she grabbed all the balloons threw them out the window went out the fire escape and like ran around the school and i was like this is so exciting. That would be very cool. But she wasn't popular. Epic. She wasn't. <laughs> no. No. She wasn't popular, though. People mm. sort of were like, she's too, I don't know. She's too much of a loose cannon to be like in the popular crowd. So that's why. But she was epic. <laughs> I I can't think of a, like a solo person who stood out. Um, but there were definitely like some popular kids who did like cool pranks and and seem to get away with it but no there's there was no margos in my school me neither i I went to a boarding school Mm. so it was very like very strict very locked down like basically no one really did anything or if they did it was definitely not in my crowd and they had to be so secretive about it it wasn't even something like got around as a cool thing well, we have to have you back on if we do a boarding school teen movie, because I feel like that's like a whole genre. Yeah, and it's really cool to see that culture reflected. It, it's so weird. Um, <laughs> There's so much also, of it. Yeah, and it's interesting to me seeing these public high school experiences that I feel like are very different from what I had. I feel like in some ways I missed out on like the weekend parties and all that. It just didn't happen. Totally. Um, I didn't go to weekend parties. So. Yeah, first of all, <laughs> you're assuming a lot. No, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I also feel like a lot of people, it, it's sort of like that thing where you get to college and sort of you, you sort of realize like people aren't necessarily having as much sex as you thought. <laughs> like way every, more. Like the know. people, <laughs> the people who are, are maybe just like talking about it a lot. For I me, remember, it was like, yeah. I went to a football game like, three times in high school and everyone had water bottles at one of them and then literally two years later i was like oh they were all drinking alcohol like i had no concept of this yeah 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 so i didn't even know how cool people were relative to me (laughs) i basically we were all margo yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh the other funny part of this is that he bribes the little child um forty dollars Right. Oh yeah. The a sister. total of forty. A total of forty because he gives her twenty for the first time and then twenty for the second time. And I'm just like, what is a child going to do with forty dollars? Although maybe in this neighborhood, that's what you need. <laughs> I have a question. Do you think that John Green learned what paper towns were and then wrote a book about it? Was he just oh. like, wow, this is such a cool like 
concept and so edgy. Uh, I'm going to write a book. Yeah, my prediction is that he saw the phrase and it was sort of like Cellar Door where he was like, this is a beautiful phrase and I'm going to have an epic girl character say it. Stop. Because she's, <laughs> she's like, this is a paper town. Um, and pa- paper towns, j- just in case it's not like a common phrase, is when like Atlas or map makers put something on the map uh, that doesn't exist in order to catch plagiarism, kind of like fake words in the dictionary. Yeah. True. We should clarify that because I didn't know what they were. So I learned something again. Educational film, perhaps. Uh, the other thing I appreciated in this movie is just that the boys, I thought the boys had like good acting. Like I thought Ben did a great impression of the like guy who claims to have had sex with someone. And then they like joke that it was his cousin. And like the other guy is like the guy who's nervous about his girlfriend yeah, they were um, cute. They were pleasant. It's cute. And, like, I think the acting is kind of what saved it. Yeah, it doesn't come from the books. Like, the acting is what saves it. But also, yeah, that's, that's my main thought. That's, like, what I'm thinking at this point in the movie. I'm like, oh, the acting is kind of saving it. Speaking of good actors, Jay Duplass is the English teacher. Yes. Did you catch that? <laughs> yeah. Like, why? He had, like, two lines. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of Jay Duplass. Fault in Our Stars made a lot of money, man. People just wanted to be in John Green's Oh, good point. Yeah. Movies after but like this. he's like legit. I don't know. And then I and then I think this movie tanked. Well, I think it just didn't do as well. And yeah. go on. <laughs> About the kids, I do think that it, it wasn't just the performances on themselves, it was like their chemistry with each other was really yeah. good, which I think is really hard with child actors. Um and it's part of the reason why I enjoyed I think I enjoyed the movie more once Margot was out of the picture, because then we yeah. just got the like friends together having fun yeah sometimes they merged on so later on they sing the pokemon theme song and when they were doing that i was like they're not acting anymore they're they're just friends that are having fun and i could like kind of see past it a little bit and i was like okay oh no but most of the time they were enjoyable and i really i liked them and i felt guilty because we had a listener email in about this movie, and I was primed to hate it, but I just well, didn't okay. Hate so it. I yeah, we'll we'll keep going, we'll keep going. Anyway. Okay, all right. So Margot's friend Lacey, played by an actress named Halston Sage, swears <laughs> she didn't know that Jace had been cheating on Margot when she mentioned that when she mentions that she's going to a party at Jace's house that night. Ben and Radar decide to go and eventually get Quentin to join them. He and Lacey chat in the bathtub about how she's so much more than a pretty face. She's going to Dartmouth. Quentin also finds an atlas in the house with a page ripped out of it and back at the abandoned building pieces together that Margot is hiding in a paper town in New York State. It's kind of funny because this is the second time Dartmouth has come up in a teen movie. Ron, I went to Dartmouth and so it feels like people just insert it into movies when they're like we want the character to go to a smart school but like not one that like is very popular because <laughs> <laughs> we this is the second movie now that they've been like oh yeah offhandedly like this person's going to dartmouth yeah it's like i have a brain i'm going to dartmouth i'm like damn same i was so pretty people didn't believe i was going to dartmouth <laughs> Lacey looks like rachel mcadams to me i was yeah, really, sure. I liked her. She's so pretty and and good. Um, they gave her a center part. Sadly, <laughs> I'm. You know what? I'm here to say I'm okay with the center part. No. <laughs> okay. Sorry. What were you gonna say? During their conversation, I thought it was notable that she was like, "People call me a slut," and he was like, "You're not a slut." But I feel like now he would be. They would be like, "Being a slut does is like fine. Like 
it's your yeah. body, your choice. But it, it was he sort would of be dated. like he would be like yes, queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I that scene sort of reminded me of the scene in Booksmart where they go to the party and then they're like, oh, the popular kids are like fun to talk to as well, but kind of not as good. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> but it was okay, and yeah. like. I don't know. The whole flaw for me of this movie is that it it wants to be something really special and it wants to be deep and meaningful and having a conversation in a bathtub feels sort of deep. Um, And so they put it in there, but you need more than just like the tub to make it. There are some genuine laughs that I had that I didn't know if they were in the book. Like, he doesn't realize she's in the bathtub, so he starts peeing, and then she's like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "I can't just stop peeing." Like, I, I actually like thought that was funny, but I you like that's to the, listen to him pee. That's not <laughs> because that's that happens like multiple not times. Not him. <laughs> yeah, a lot of yeah, pee humor true. in this movie. Yeah, and it was oh, it was right. funny. I think because the actor sold it, and it was like high school boy humor. It seemed really natural. Maybe they were peeing yeah. when that happens. Like. <laughs> Do they do do people like no movie magic? You gotta drink a lot of water before you get to say. I mean, that would make people react realistically in the scene. It's like how um, a lot of acting cl- acting teachers are like, oh, if you're drinking coffee in a scene, you have to put like water in the cup, so like it, you you'll lift it like. That's my water pet peeve. I think I've already yeah, said yeah, this yeah. on the cast. You gotta put when something they're just in the flinging cup. cups around. So like similarly, you should pee in the scene. <laughs> that bathtub was full of Gatorade and. um but yeah i i honestly i didn't really love this part of the movie only because he spent a lot of time running around looking for shit related to margo like i kind of zoned out they went back to the same abandoned building two or three times and i think they could have gotten away with just going once or twice it kind of felt like b-roll footage to me i wanted it to be more like national treasure like real <laughs> big scavenger hunt uh, i'm so glad you said that kept yeah going back to that one building last last podcast record i admitted to thinking national treasure is one of my favorite movies so <laughs> yes it's a great movie it's and also also i think that the most road trip e part of this is just the long car ride they take Instead of them like running around the the town, I thought it was gonna be like they run around the town and they find like places that they do actually have attachment to, like the mall. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the mall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Jane and I have a lot of teen attachment to our respective mall That's memories. True. I guess. Like I'll always remember that I, my friends and I would like go to the same candy store in the mall to see like what was discounted and like what we could get for cheap and then be disappointed if it wasn't like what we wanted but it was just it's just like a very specific place I worked at my childhood mall for summer and so in a way I like in a way my memories were tarnished but but then again I now I have like multiple perspectives both employee and shopper also, it would be more like National Treasure if we made the QAnon neighbor movie. True. <laughs> I, I, I do just feel like it was kind of like wasted potential. And also, some of the leaps he makes are insane. The fact that he started <laughs> unscrewing Margot's door with a with a, a drill. like Yeah. What did he think was going to be in there that like you couldn't see from... Oh, is that why drilling? she had the tools? 
Maybe oh, that's why she had the hands. tools. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I have nothing more to say about right, that. Let's, I, I let's also on. was like, that's not reasonable. <laughs> okay. They decide to go on a road trip to find Margot planning to get back in time for prom. Lacey decides to come and so does Reader's girlfriend, Angela, who we've only heard up heard about up until this point. Now we get to see that she's real. The trip is going smoothly <laughs> and they even run into Ansel Elgert at a gas station. In an almost accident, Ben saves them from crashing into a cow, but they still have to wait to get the car repaired. During this time, Radar and Angela have sex outside and Lacey asks Ben to the prom, even though she's hot and he looks pre prepubescent oh no <laughs> sorry choking over my words i um i thought that there was gonna be a reveal that radar didn't want angela to meet his friends and like his family because he was just like an insecure guy who like didn't want to open up and like maybe he doesn't have a great family situation but the reveal was that he didn't want to bring her home because his parents collect black santas <laughs> Yeah, I think a, that's a good example of just a lot of what this movie does is like people are doing things for sort of no reason. Like we're just like, oh, he he doesn't want his girlfriend to meet his friends. OK, no real reason. They're really nice guys. And I don't know. Uh, We know that Lacey we meet Lace or we like get to know Lacey in this part She's we a find fun out, girl. She, we find out that she's fun. She can also name one of the most popular Pokemon, which is how you know that she's smart. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I... I, <laughs> I reckon... So I don't know anything about Pokemon, but I know what Char- Charizard is. So yeah, I was like, it wasn't, oh, one of the most yeah. popular ones. I did feel good that one of Margot's friends cared enough, because something that Jane and I have noticed in these movies is that like a lot of girl protagonists just don't have friends or don't really care about their friends in teen movies. Um, so I, I felt, you know, oh, maybe she's going to prove Margot wrong that she actually um, cares about her. Except sort of on this car ride, everyone starts to realize that Margot's kind of an asshole. Yeah, and Lacey especially. She's like, she went off and ditched me. <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah. And I didn't... So. Margot pranks Lacey with the fish because she thinks she throws a dead fish into her closet and paints her wall. Um, and she thinks that Lacey knew about the cheating and didn't tell her, which to me was like a little extreme because I don't know. I could see that maybe Lacey being under pressure to not tell for some reason as well. Especially because Margot um, seems scary and is someone <laughs> who would then throw a dead fish in your closet. So, yeah, I might be scared to tell her stuff. That fish was huge. It looked like it came from, like, a Chinatown grocery store. It was like a carp. <laughs> like, where did she get this fish? Also, in this part of the movie, we find that Margot is leaving clues with, like, the weird sometimes capitalized font which i think is really funny it's straight up serial killer is what it is like like we gave you all the clues mr policeman she Uh, edits the wikipedia with it and it like looks really like it's like the spongebob meme let's say it just takes so much more time to write that way too and so it feels like the, just the pretentiousness of it all is, oh, you're going to take five well, also, extra minutes to write like that? Okay. Also, John Green was like, how should this cool girl like leave her clues? And that's like what he could think of. Would you all <laughs> it, be allowed to take your mom's van for a two-day trip completely unprompted? Also, does he have a dad? Um, <laughs> I would not be, but I did have a friend who like, whose parents were always like, you can take the car as long as you bring it back in one piece and, like, tell us when it'll be back. 
And so that is, like, the friend who often, like, drove us places. She also had a huge family, so she had, like, a huge van because... And so, like, everyone would pile in. But two days, like, going to be gone. Last week of school, skipping oh, yeah. twofold. It, yeah. And he just calls her up and he's like, sorry, it came up last minute. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, okay, have fun. That, Apparently. yeah. My, my parents have probably called... Have already called the police. <laughs> Another question... What is your go-to snack at a gas station? Ooh. Issa, Issa should be a champ at this because, for people who don't know, she used to work as a, a large animal vet in Vermont and have to drive around, like, the whole freaking state. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, in Vermont, the gas stations actually have good food and good baked goods, which is kind of funny and also quirky and Vermont-y. But I would say I will usually get... Um, gobstoppers if I'm feeling candy or smart food white cheddar popcorn and a Snapple. <laughs> I go beef jerky. <gasps> beef jerky wow. and powder. Do you care do you care what type? Do you care about like what brand? No, not really. Wow. <laughs> Just a jerky Jane? jerky guy. Okay. Jerky boy. Um probably chocolate of some sort, so maybe M and M so that I can kind of eat them like I can snack on them. And then But then you'll be thirsty. Burst salty wait, what? Does chocolate not make you thirsty? Yeah, I can drink some water. Okay, okay, okay. Which I won't buy <laughs> at a gas station. I will fill up my clean canteen. And then, what was the um, second thing? Maybe chips. Maybe like a ruffled cheddar and uh, sour cream chip, perhaps. I was going to ask if any of you have ever been in a car with multiple friends for over three hours uh, and like what that was like. If you have a fond memory of an epic um, road trip. Sorry, Jane. I, I keep saying the yeah, word. You're doing it on purpose. Um, <laughs> so the one thing that comes to mind is I, when we were teens in high school, we drove maybe just an hour to get to a drive-in movie theater in New York State, actually. And on the way back, my friend's car, like some piece of it started, like it fell off the bottom and was just dragging <laughs> on the highway. And so we had to pull over and then she was on a cell phone with her dad and she was under the car just like screaming at her dad and she just like <laughs> tugged it off the car and we were all you know standing around being like wow cute sad for your friend though <laughs> Ron? Yeah, she she handled it i love road trips i don't have many high school era Aww. experiences um i don't have many experiences with that many people one time i so i went to school in la and we decided to go to colorado for spring break um, to ski, which sounds like very quintessential like college spring break experience, but it was the first time I'd done something like that. Mm -hmm. And I was in the car. There were two cars. There was only one other person in my car. And we decided to take a detour through like the arches and uh, had to get there before sunset. So I was speeding and <laughs> got pulled over oh. but i was so nervous that i pulled over to the side of the road too fast and i was in a volkswagen beetle and bottomed out oh no and like, oh my god and so i like basically crashed the car and the police officer comes over and is like uh are you okay in there and we're like yeah i think so and he's like okay license and registration and uh i'm like shaking and i give it to him and like deal with it and uh i feel so bad and then he walks away and he's like by the way you're leaking oil and drives oh my off God. so i'm in the middle of nowhere utah uh like leaking oil out of my car uh so i like drive to a parking lot where i can check it 
get a tow truck they tow me like 50 miles to oh another God. like nowhere town and it's i think it's saint patrick's day so everything's uh, closed oh. so i had to stay overnight in this random town with this friend and uh anyways there's this whole like thing that just spiraled out of and control. then and then you and the friend fell in love or no no, she had a oh, okay. she had a boyfriend. Oh damn it! Yeah. <laughs> damn it! So, it was kind of like its own teen movie. Yeah, yeah. that is its own teen movie. That is a, good a, story. a road trip is a good conceit for a teen movie. But I, didn't I also, hit a cow. I, <laughs> I was gonna say I also didn't um, do road trips in high school. I don't think probably because of parents just being like, "No, you guys are gonna, you know, get into a car accident." <laughs> yeah, and also it depends where you live. Like because I lived on the East Coast. I mean, I guess we could have driven to like Florida or I don't know. Driving eight hours sucks. That's what that's what I have to say. I do have a um, post college memory or maybe we were still in college. I don't know. What year is it? But we I was I was in said friend's car that had a lot of seats in it and we were driving home from the beach. And one of my friends at the time was dating this just like really annoying guy and they were sitting in the very back and he was bragging to her about his job and like how much money he made and all of us could hear it and the whole car was just silent because we were all just like eavesdropping on him and like hating him um and now they've broken up yay Yay! we don't date Uh, people who talk about money i won't say his name he was basically just bragging because she wanted to work in the hotel and restaurant industry and he was kind of like bragging that he was successful in his field and she wasn't yet and it made me really sad what a dick yeah he was a dick um my other question is whether you would be okay with losing your virginity outdoors in upstate new york absolutely not <laughs> sorry that's it it's cute like i, I like I get, I get it narratively makes sense they're not gonna like go to a place but no like do they have condoms like what where the did the weather? mattress come from they ha- or is it just a blanket like there's gonna be bugs i don't yeah it was unrealistic to me because there were no bugs um privacy do they have privacy they do i was okay with how there was a little joke in that they both told their friends immediately and then so it wasn't embarrassing and i thought that was okay and Lacey and the girlfriend had made a bet about it which i thought was really funny and cute that the boys yeah i think that's cute yeah it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. I mean, I feel like it sh- almost would be a big deal, bigger deal in life, not because of the sex, but because they freaking did it outside. But yeah, yeah. It was oh yeah, about I would, I would respectfully. I hopefully, guess. that's what they were talking about. Where Lacey was like, "Okay, girl, you cannot let him do that. And like, <laughs> you have to like have facilities." She's like, "I'm going to Dartmouth. Yeah, we don't have sex outdoors." <laughs> The girlfriend uh, actually. Angela is like a saint, though. I mean, the fact that oh my her God. boyfriend was lying to her the whole time about what he was up to with uh, Q, and then is like, "Yeah, I'll go on this road trip with your friends who I don't know for twelve hours to find this girl who I don't give a shit about," and uh, yeah, yeah, and then, I... and then also has sex with him. <laughs> yeah, and like gives up her presumably romantic first time sex like after prom which oh, i was like Ugh. yes what do you guys think about that was that a thing Where, like i'm gonna wait until oh, like, prom waiting also, until prom why i think that for a lot of people it was just the only chance they had to get away mm-hmm. so like a lot of people i knew told their parents that they were sleeping at their friends houses and so like but but i didn't have a lot of friends who waited until prom necessarily they just made their own special time another time because special time because um because we all got drunk at prom <laughs> or before or after prom so 
I feel like it's just a really common teen movie trope of yeah. like we're waiting for prom and I wonder if it's one of those things that because it's in the movie so much it's become a thing for high schoolers too um I was gonna ask if maybe it was a thing for Gen Xers when they were in high school but it's maybe no longer a thing for us and for Zoomers um just because it's been in the movies too long for Jane, some reason you? I assume that Zoomers all have sex at like 15 but yeah, me too. <laughs> that's not true. I mean, it's obviously not that's true. not true. Yeah. <laughs> the media, man, it's changing my perspective on these teens. Yeah. I also think, like, I would just be really stressed out if I had to coordinate the details of, like, getting ready for prom, also knowing that I was going to have sex for the first time. True. Um, that's a lot to think And about. also, like, I don't know. But, um, but I also would not have sex in a mattress outdoors. And Especially so Elgort- with that cow still running loose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially after, like, I, I assume almost dying. Yeah, that was pretty intense. Maybe, you know what? Maybe that's why they had sex. They were like, yeah, we could true. hit a cow any moment. <laughs> Better lose they were, um, everyone was thanking Ben for saving them, but I was like, he also spun the car around. Yeah. So I don't know if I would thank him. <laughs> it- I'm so scared. The whole time Q was like not looking at the road and looking yeah, back yeah, at them. Yeah. I always assume when it's happening in movies, they're going to hit something. Yeah. yeah. Or it's like in Bird Box where like disaster is about to strike and like something terrible is going to happen just outside your car. Do you have any thoughts about Ansel Elgort in it, oh. Jane? Okay. Well, <laughs> that's my last thing. Okay. This sucks because I don't think he's a good person. Not only oh, in real life. because of there's the rape ac- accusations, but also I know someone who went to high school with him and she did not have good things to say. And that sucks because I really like A Fault in Our Stars or whatever. And I, I like his like celebrity and like he's so interesting, but I think he's a I think a he's dick. a bad guy. But yeah, I mean, it was like cool. You're like, oh, there's that guy. I mean, I know for a fact that like Timothy Chalamet is like not a nice person. But she like, also I went to high he... school with him because they went to the yeah. same high school. Oh, okay, yeah. Then I know. Then I know someone who also went to that high school. Weird, oh. but um, <laughs> but I I think like it's still that I can still be like, wow, he's a great actor. Uh, Fault in Our Stars, not as much. I guess. I guess I liked Ansel in um. It called Baby Driver. I oh, liked I him in Baby that. Driver. I think you'd like it, Jane. It's it's just fun. John Hamm's in it. I feel um, like uh, Ansel Elgort is that is it Elgort? Whatever you know what I hate. He the, I hate represents <laughs> or he he matches up well to, with John Green in my mind of sort of artsy like thinking they're artsy whatever. Like, he, he thinks he's so great in my mind. I think something interesting about him is that I feel like he wishes he was less conventionally hot. <laughs> is he conventionally hot? Because he kind of wants to be an artsy thing. Hold on. Yeah, I, I mean, need to look at just, a picture of him. He's just normal looking. Hold on. He's a dumb, hot cashier person in this for a little fan service. They're like, haha, remember when all of you watched Fault in Our Stars? Here's he's Ansel got a big forehead. <laughs> he has funny lips. That's my takeaway. Big forehead. Also, he's still dating the same girl that he dated in the high school. The high school. <laughs> the, the high school of Ansel Elgort. I just hate the name. That is actually his real name. Um, And I enjoyed Baby Driver. That's all I have to say. He's also going to be in West Side Story and The Goldfinch. Or wait, he was in The Goldfinch. The Goldfinch like, um, t- didn't do well at all. And it was oh, a huge I thought it was still coming book, out. I think. Yeah, that's how much I didn't... That's how little it did, because I thought it wasn't out yet. Ron, do you have any 
Ansel Elgort thoughts? No, <laughs> see, I didn't know he was in Fault in Our Stars, so oh. I actually assumed that this was like before he made it big. And, oh, uh, th- th- I was like, oh, they just loved his performance as this gas station attendant. <laughs> <laughs> this was the audition. Yeah. He was like, he can play um, someone with terminal cancer because he <laughs> served those children well. I also didn't know that they did a remake of Carrie with him. And freaking Chloe uh, Grace Moritz, yeah. a main character on this and, podcast. And you know, that remake's okay. That remake's Ooh. Oh, really? Good. I'll watch yeah. it. We should I love that. A controversial take, but. Yeah, I kind of love the original movie, so I'll watch the remake even if I don't think it's good. I just think it's a fun concept. Um, the only other thing I will say is that Ansel Elgort is in a rap video um, for a song by a song by JID, and it's a really cool video because it's just him being really cool in an apartment and picking up his cat and like dancing with the cat to the rap video. And um, I don't think that's I would the only enjoy time. That. It's the only time I found him attractive, actually, and I, I f- think it's just because he's hanging out with a cat and smoking cigarettes. I feel like I've turned against him, so I won't like that. You know what I mean? That's fair. But That's totally fair. We can move on. All right. Okay, <laughs> final plot point. The gang reaches their destination, but Margot isn't there. Quentin refuses to leave and gives his friends the keys to his mom's van. After having a little cry while Bon Iver plays, Quentin gets a ticket home. <laughs> but then Margot walks, walks by. He tells her he's in love with her. She doesn't reciprocate, saying that the clues weren't a scavenger hunt. She just, quote, always leaves clues. She had to leave because she felt fake. Quentin kisses her goodbye, and even though she says he could stay if he wanted to, he goes to the prom and has fun with his friends. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> oh, also, Jane, see, I told you you would notice the music. You're right. I have no, like, I guess I just, like, blank out, and then I luckily have my notes here, because you're right. Margo's an asshole, too. This is where everyone turns on her and is like, don't go chasing after her. She's an asshole. Oh, also, another it. music point is Haim is playing at the end when they're all dancing. Yeah, I said I, it was a, so it said it was a perfect ending song actually. Yeah. Um, Ron. <laughs> I I was I was like intensely relieved when Margot rightfully <laughs> was like, "Ben, RQ, what are you doing here?" Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hey, it's good to see you, but like, why, why? Uh, just because I don't know, I. It does not succeed at what it's trying to do here, but I appreciate that it was in some ways trying to like deconstruct the manic pixie <gasps> dream girl trope. Oh my gosh. Uh, yes. That's exactly and, what I wrote. And it like, so the frustrating thing is that it doesn't commit to it. Yes, because like, she's still like, you could run away with me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so it, cool. <laughs> and I, I wonder if that's how the book was or if, or if it was like a studio note, but it just feels like they they undermined the whole point they were trying to make by having her still kiss him and be like, come with me. Yeah, yeah. agreed. That's exactly what I wrote. And I feel like one movie that does this really well is 500 Days of Summer. And it was like they were going for that. But there's actually no evidence to suggest that she's not a manic pixie dream girl. Like, she just is one. She moves to New York State. I have no idea what she's thinking will happen there for her. Something magical because she's her. I wish that they had either proven that she was truly just a selfish, annoying person or given her some sort of trauma and, like, a reason why she actually needed to leave. But the only thing is she just kind of angsty and independent and not caring about other people uh and just 
a cool It's girl. really hard to pull off the sad rich girl trope in 2020. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Um, I also think that it's sad because unlike Margot, like, he has friends he really, really cares about and will miss. And, like, that's sort of, like, what we have enjoyed the whole movie is the fun uh, banter between the guys. And she doesn't. And so I wish, like you said, Jane, I wish they just leaned into that and they were like, the lesson you were supposed to learn is that, like, even if you're not epic, (laughs) you can have, like, good friends and, like, that's kind of the good that high school can bring you is, like, having good memories while you endure suburbia um and like i i think the movie was trying to be more about like whether people are happy with suburbia or not (laughs) Uh, and i think hugh gets off kind of lightly here because his behavior the whole time is like slightly toxic and destructive i mean just like the way that he i mean i think it's also very common and i think it's common because hollywood has like set this up as totally acceptable behavior but the fact that he's like no i love you margo like i'm the right one for you you kind of get the sense that like they could be good for each other because she would like fix him in certain ways and he could fix her in certain ways and like i think that's all aged really poorly and so i was so excited that he was going to get brought down to earth at the end but he doesn't he still like kind of gets his chance and then makes his choice and then his friends don't really hold any of his previous behavior against him yeah there's not really stakes for him in like chasing her or not i guess it's i think like it's also hard for me because Margot is sort of like there's there's a part of her that to me reads as like knowing that he is just like a stupid boy that has a crush on someone he doesn't know and yet she's like still kind of entertaining it and like i can't necessarily be sympathetic with that because like it makes it makes her less cool to me yeah and also um, is he attractive like i don't just mean i don't just mean physically i don't just mean physically isa has left the screen i just mean like as a whole package like is he I attractive say, i don't someone so. someone was saying a while ago like trying to be the cute awkward michael sarah it's like well first of all you have to be cute like <laughs> to pull that off and this main actor is not they they would and they just wouldn't have worked together yeah Uh, i do think it's a really hard trope to deconstruct because i think the audience brings so many expectations with them and i was like reading reviews for this movie after it came out just like online uh user reviews after i watched it and so many of the comments were like friend zone the movie like oh. you got friend zone bro oh. and it's just like okay you missed the point of the movie and that's okay because the the movie didn't do a good job of explaining it but <laughs> the, it's it's really hard to for all the audience members who have been trained to be believe like q is like average white male and uh margo is like hot mysterious epic female and like they belong together and <laughs> You know, it's it's hard to overcome that. And I think with 500 Days of Summer, like, 500 Days of Summer does deconstruct that trope. But I think it's also easy to come away from that movie as, like, as a as a guy, like, still feeling like, oh, she was a bitch, but um, she's yeah. going to move on and find better with Autumn or whatever her name is. You know, it's like, it's hard to teach that lesson because you just kind of see what you want to see. Yeah, I remember that about 500 Days of Summer of, like... Some people, it's, yeah. It's sort of like when people watch Breaking Bad and, like, hate Skyler. Like, you can't... I don't know. You, you can't yeah. force them to think also, this Also, Summer, though, Summer behaves logically in 500 Days of Summer. She's yeah. like, I'm moving on with my life. Whereas, like, 
I couldn't like Cara Delevingne in this because like she just did a lot of weird shit. Um, yeah, which I feel bad about. It's not her fault. <laughs> She's a fake person. <laughs> She's an asshole though. Everyone was like, "Wait a minute, no one likes you," um, and that's her trauma that she, like no one really likes her. I guess. And I think it would have been okay if she'd acted that way, if she'd acted irrationally, and if she, if no one had liked her, if she had just sort of acknowledged it, instead of it still being this thing where she could still get with, where Q could still get with her. Um, they also tried to bring a little bit of her being like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, why do you think I'm here? And like, in contrast to Q, who has his whole life figured out or something. And I was like, that's fine. She just needs a gap year. They just <laughs> choose that. Like, they just choose to say that Q is in the right because he has friends and like still wants to be a doctor, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, they, they never challenged the <sighs> fact that, that he wants to like be a doctor or whatever just had this plan like that that would maybe be a good lesson for him to learn is like oh this this person this woman i don't know anything about her and like she's probably struggling but she's not being a a nice person but i can also like do what i want with my life it doesn't have to have like have anything to do with her also it's funny because at the end they're like here's what happened to her after we went to college and she's just doing cool girl activity after cool girl wait, activity wait. when wait wait they like say um as for Margot, and they're like somebody said she was a surf oh, instructor and na 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 and somebody said she was on in on broadway in the fantastics and i'm like what is happening but i think i think that sort of goes to show like that wasn't that was still the like myth of Margot continuing. Yeah. yeah, that's and true. That's true. Whereas Margot could still be like in an abandoned building in upstate <laughs> New York reading she's books. She's just, you know, reading books and waitressing. I and wanted to ask you fine. what you think she, like the real Margot, will do slash would do. I think she probably went on to star in Suicide Squad and. <laughs> uh, <laughs> The living in the city and trans become a bisexual or lesbian icon which one yeah i think that she pansexual actually i think she um she probably moved to like denver or something like that that's like cool but not too cool and she like occasionally smokes weed and just has like a job she doesn't care that much about but she just like has some bad relationships that's a, that's what i think i She's think just she normal. probably moved back home in three months <laughs> <laughs> and then she has to awkwardly run into Q and be like, "Oh hi, yeah. remember that I think whole she's thing probably that happened? Like, that was crazy." <laughs> That's true. Eventually, she'd be like, "Oh wait, it's really hard to not have a college or high school degree." <laughs> she doesn't graduate, right? Not that we know of. I do think it was really sweet that she reveals that she talks to her sister on the phone every I day. I said that too. It that was nice the only she, thing I liked. It's nice that she still has these like human connections. <laughs> I was going to say, did you have any good memories with friends that would be your miracle, quote unquote, as Quentin says at the end, as this movie is trying to make everything profound? <laughs> Everyone's like, no. Uh, <laughs> no. I didn't. I didn't. I wouldn't even say like stuff like prom was that fun a memory. No. Um... One time, my friends and I went to the zoo, and it was pretty cool. But I only probably remember it because we took, like, a hundred pictures. So your miracle was going to the zoo? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, think about how hard it would be to round up a bunch of people to go to the zoo for a day. That's true. Now everyone has too, many, to too much. Yeah, it's just harder to wrangle people. We were, like, there were, like, 11 people, you know? 
And we all just walked around in a pack. Um, but yeah, I I think this would be a good time to wrap up our our take on this movie, unless people has un- unless people have other. Okay, I'm ready. All right, Ron. We answer three questions at the end of each movie. The first one is: Is this movie good or bad? Okay. Uh, first question. Uh, I I feel like I enjoyed watching it maybe more than you both did but i do feel like now that i sit with it the like lack of a lesson learned at the end and maybe even the wrong lesson kind of like soured me on it a little bit i also think that i maybe enjoyed it more or liked it or thought it was better right after finishing it and then the more i've thought about it the less i've thought it was good but i will say i think i liked the first half and then in the second half when he was trying to be more profound it kind of lost me. And when he was just looking around in the abandoned building a lot in the second half. Yeah, I really... the My favorite part of the movie was probably the road trip, though. Like, mm-hmm. having, seeing all their chemistry and... Uh... I just wish this movie was about friends. It would be a better movie. Jane? <laughs> I, I still am going to go onto the side of good movie as opposed to bad movie. It's not a great movie at all. But for me, the acting and the the filmography and the music and all this stuff it just kind of it carried it over the the line of good and bad yeah it so tastes our, more our, good than bad all right our second our second question is a slightly different one which is did you like this movie and it sounds like ron even if you don't think it's a good movie you like the movie yes yeah i still <laughs> think it was fun to watch I, yeah i'm gonna go with like i'm gonna go with like i said i said i said like too <laughs> Um, Jane, I liked it, and I and um, especially compared to some of the other movies, like I I just en- enjoyed watching mm. it, even when I could really obviously see the flaws it, in it. It was it was not making me really upset like the prom. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that it actually, and Jane will be happy to hear this. It made me more curious to watch Fault in Our Stars because I think that the stuff I disliked about it, which is when it's like trying to be really profound and trying to lob quotes at us that people will put into Tumblr GIFs. Um, If I just ignored those things, the basic like plot and like characters are just like contemporary teens who like have some issues and are trying to work some stuff out. And I like that stuff. So I think I would like Fault in Our Stars. I think Um, you will too. Especially because it sounds like Fault in Our Stars was like this, but way better. Yes. Yeah. Um, our third question is, what type of teen is this movie for, do we think? Oh, uh, honestly, like, probably me as a teen. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Ron, what type of teen were you? Oh. Uh, you know, just, like, a little sad and angsty, like most teenagers. Angsty um, boarding school teen, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I loved, like, when I think back at the movie's um i garden state have you guys seen <gasps> garden state <laughs> yes it's gonna freak out <laughs> it it like felt so profound to me watching it in high school i've and never I've, seen it and I i've watched it, it since now. and it, i feel like it, it doesn't hold up and it's so guilty of the manic pixie dream girl thing i but, was thinking um, about that movie while watching this this one mm. absolutely uh yeah. i let's see i was gonna also say maybe this t- this movie is for popular girls or just like girls with friends in high school who feel like they are not seen as more than a pretty face 
Which is not the problem I had. But. Also why I think I would have liked it as a teen. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more for straight-laced kids like all of us who wanted to believe that there was something exciting that could happen and it would be forced upon us so that we wouldn't have to make that choice. I can also believe that the book is probably a little better of a read for teens stuck in suburbia. I've definitely read it. I just don't remember. I read I read like all like of it? the big ones back then. Okay. They all kind of blend together. It is like it definitely does serve as wish fulfillment. And like watching that first bit with the pranks, I was kind of like, oh, I would never do this. I don't think anyone could even force me to do this with a gun to my head. <laughs> but like yeah. you still kind of wish that it happened anyways. Yeah. You can kind of believe that she talks him into doing it, and all of the pranks are sort of just scary enough that they're doable, but like, um, but scary. Like when they nair off the guy's eyebrow, that was pretty. I don't know if I would touch another person while they're sleeping. Also, I don't think that's how nair works. I feel like whenever you have I've... to wait, you have to wait like nine minutes. Oh, right? whenever I've tried to use nair too, it like it doesn't really get anything off. But. I think you have to wait like a like a key amount of minutes. And it burns. And then it burns. Yeah. So maybe you wouldn't notice. Anyway. <laughs> so it's zero out of ten accurate nair description. <laughs> that should be your fourth question for every movie. For every I wish single that movie. They, did it they also didn't really show us <laughs> they also didn't really show us the guy without the eyebrow later, which makes me believe that they didn't take off his eyebrow. Like they don't really show up at school and have like a zoom in to his eyebrows. They didn't want to pay just, the yeah, CGI yeah, yeah. money or the makeup staff to like cover up his eyebrow. That's kind of like what I was waiting for. <laughs> okay, um, uh, both of you, what are you watching? What are you watching these days? <laughs> I finished That's Gilmore Girls. That's my huge news. I finished Gilmore Girls. Thank God. Um, and I rewatched Ocean's Eight recently, and it was super Aww. fun. I just finished The Queen's Gambit, which I really Aww. liked. Uh, I went through the entire series thinking she was a real person, even though it says, like, based on a novel at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> oh, it uh, does? Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I just started Search Party, which I like a lot. I don't know that one. Uh, uh, I need to look up. It's like I don't a think I know that one either. I TV. liked... Um, I follow Anya Taylor Joy's career, so like I like Queen's Gambit. She Is she? Great. But she's not in Search Party. Just to clarify. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Search Party is Alia Shakat, um, from the cousin maybe in the rest of Development. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's just about like twenty somethings in New York, and there's sort of like a overarching plot where the Search Party term comes from, but mostly it's just like friends existing in New York, and they're all like heavily flawed, and it. It kind of like very wildly in tone from scene to scene, which I kind of enjoy, but it takes me. Yeah, to... sounds good. That sounds good. Um, I watched Tenet and I really hated it. <laughs> I okay. Here's the thing. I actually really love watching big stunts that are pulled off well, and so there are some stunts in Tenet that are really really fun, and I I recommend watching like maybe the first half, basically when it starts to get like unintelligible that's when you should shut it off because it's not worth it but the stunts of the starter cool and i was attracted to um to robert pattinson in it once again like i <laughs> i sort of like relived when i was attracted to him in harry potter um and just like blocked out the twilight period and he was great you had a hiatus I've... from your attraction to robert pattinson <laughs> 
I'm glad you're getting back to your roots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, oh, also, I wanted to point out, I watched Bridgerton. I watched all of Bridgerton, which essentially is um, a period piece softcore porn. Um, and a lot of people don't talk about how a huge plot point in Bridgerton is like one character is basically deciding whether to come in his wife or not. And then it's kind of like a character development thing when he decides to come in her. Ooh. And they, like, make it really clear that he's, like, not pulling out versus pulling out. It's just, I'm like, wow, this is, you know exactly what he's doing. Um, but it's <laughs> it's very interesting because it has sort of HBO-level sex scenes, but Netflix-level tone, kind of. So it feels like if someone was showing you Riverdale and then they had really explicit like <laughs> cunnilingus no. and it's really upsetting because no. we Jane and I keep hearing about like older family members like my mom-in-law and my grand my mom-in-law posted mom-in-law. on Facebook being like hey like who's watching Bridgerton and my grandma was like can't wait for season two and I was just like I don't want to know that I've watched the same sex scenes that they did. I just don't want to know it, my and mom, maybe got turned on in some of them. I don't mom, want. I don't know. Have. They're they're people. No, I'm too. saying I did, and oh. I did, and I don't want. I don't want to know that they did. My mom texted me and she said, "Are you familiar with Vulture.com?" And I was like, "Yeah, I, I know." Hell yeah. And she was like, "Their recaps of Bridgerton are great." <laughs> Not only is she watching it, she is. It's also funny to me more. that she's going back to the recaps. I essentially couldn't get through Tenet without looking at the Vulture recap because I was trying to figure out what was going on. Can I complain about Tenet for a second? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So I'm a <laughs> I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan in like a very basic way. Uh, I like Dunkirk. Yeah. I liked Inception. Yeah, and I even I liked Interstellar, and I've I've always heard the complaints about Nolan like. His movies are cold. It's impossible to hear the dialogue. Uh, it focuses on like plot and technical elements instead of um, like character. Characters. And I had always, I guess, like was able to. However, the movies. I wasn't like saying that those things weren't true, but however, the movies hit me felt different than a lot of those complaints. Totally. And then I saw Tenet, and I was like. <laughs> This is what everyone else who doesn't like Christopher Nolan feels like watching every other Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. It's, uh, it also it also makes me sad, I think, because the stunts are really, really cool, which, Jane, I still think you would enjoy. And then also, the cast is maybe my favorite one of the Christopher Nolan movies. It has Arpats, it has... Ah, I'm forgetting his name, but the guy in Black Klansman, and he's really, really good in this, um, and they both look fine. <laughs> and then it has um, Elizabeth Debicki, is that her name? Sad blonde wife, who's also in Succession, and she just looks beautiful and tall and willowy the entire time. Um, and it made me really sad that it was bad. <laughs> but the funny the funny thing, too, is that I, I posted on Instagram, like, a picture of myself being like, fuck this movie. Like, it was so stupid. And, like, multiple boys I know replied being like, what didn't you like about it? <laughs> it's like, no! Uh, Robert Pattinson <gasps> is the best part of that movie. He's, yeah. like, so likable. He's the only, like, vaguely human-feeling character in that movie. And, He's so uh, likable. Have you seen afterwards? He was like, "Oh yeah, I had no idea what was going on in that film for months yeah, at a time." <laughs> that's what I heard. <laughs> I actually Jane, said that I w- to Issa yesterday when we were <laughs> hanging out. I was like, "That's the only thing I've heard about this movie is that Robert Pattinson yeah. doesn't understand it either." Yeah, and Jane, this is not a giant spoiler, but a part a huge conceit in the movie is that like sometimes things are moving backwards, <gasps> like cinematography, cinematography wise. 
things are moving backwards Sounds alongside cool. things moving forwards. So I, I'm guessing that they filmed some things that they were then going to run backwards. And so, like, I can imagine working on this oh. set being like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Anyway, this is not a Tenet podcast because then I would shoot myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, Ron, this was really fun. And we're really happy that you did this movie with us because I don't know when I would have, like, dipped my toe in the John Green bathwater otherwise. <laughs> Bathtub well, pee. <laughs> <laughs> oh thanks for having me it was a lot of fun and it's it's i i hadn't i feel like i fell out of watching teen movies and as many complaints as i had about this movie i was like oh yeah i do enjoy this, this yeah, yeah 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 it lights up like a part of your brain and you're like huh it's i guess like that McDonald's does feel food. okay like it's designed <laughs> it's designed to just kind of press certain buttons really easily without a lot of work and it totally it sometimes does it do you have stuff to plug, Ron? Uh, just you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Art of Watt. Uh, that's A-R-T-O-F-W-O-T. Um, and if you want to check out uh, uh, it's also something I have to spell out. <laughs> uh, it's U-N-H-H-H-H. It's drag queens talking about everything and nothing. And there's really weird editing. It's super fun. Walter, my boyfriend, and I have spent many hours watching it and just cackling. super fun editing. I would, yeah, and the I would editing say. is amazing. Maybe maybe one of my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, uh, that was under the bleachers, our podcast about teen content. We would love if you hit the subscribe button, whatever way you get your podcasts and if you can don't forget to rate and leave a review, please. It really helps even if you have to make an iTunes account. Come on, folks. Yeah, do it. Uh, please, please, please share us with at least one friend. And with at least one teen. You can get in <laughs> touch with us at underthebleacherspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter at at bleacherteens. Okay, we will see you next time. Under, Under the bleachers. The bleachers. <laughs>